0: Cool. So, thank you, Tak, for joining us at pranusi and Co. today. Welcome.
1: Fantastic. Thank you so much. All right. I know we're, I know you're supposed to ask me some questions, but I need to ask you a question. What? Uh, how did you arrive at the name pranusi and Co. And what? What exactly is it?
0: What exactly is it? So, Brnusi and Co. We basically started a podcast with my housemate, and we went to like a party. And um, my other friend was like a PR director and she couldn't make it to the party. So she's like, invite plus one. So I invited Emily. And then we got tips in. We came up with this name because we were um, drawing plant pots and we were like, what should we call it? And we decided to call that our apartment. And then, um, yeah. And then now we also have a podcast uh, because we think it's interesting because there's like a lot of people in tech that are predominantly guys. And also, a lot of people think that it's hard to kind of switch careers and emily was mm. well she is basically a junior product manager and then she did like a product management course and we just thought it's kind of interesting to speak to different people in the industry and to let you know that it's a lot easier and simpler than you think it is um and it was just interesting yep. to talk to people about their journeys okay
1: huh. and when you say tech like like there's like a lack of women in tech is it is that for like specific roles like you know software engineer for example or is it like just in general industry and stuff
0: just in general, I think, unless, yeah. um, so I feel like you have people that are in STEM, and that's obviously cool, but then you mm-hmm. have product yeah. managers, not all product managers are technical, so people sometimes think, like, oh, if I don't have, like, a degree from the MIT or in mm-hmm. physics, then I can't really work in tech, and it's, like, that's not the case, because I, for example, work for somebody that has a music degree, and they were actually designing an HMI interfaces for an electrical boat. Obviously, they graduated there music degree 15 years ago and they have since added other qualifications but i'm saying it's possible yes. to go from one thing to do tech For sure. so and i find that a lot of people they don't focus on that and they think oh well the ship has sailed and i'm like no the ship doesn't sail because our retirement age is probably going to be a lot older than our parents generation True. so True. there's plenty of times yeah. to switch careers and actually do something <laughs> that yeah want.
1: And it kinda of just brings me to another like a point I made in like a post like not too long ago, but it's like, yeah, like we have like one shot here. Like what are you gonna do? Be the same person for like all eighty something years? Like I don't I don't think so, you know? Um I think the are yeah. all Rabacons had it best, but, like specializations for insects. Like humans are meant to do everything. So like, yeah, if you're a musician, like jump into tech, it's fine, do it. <laughs>
0: yeah but that's what i mean a lot of people think you can't and i'm like but why and then some other people just do it so i started having like therapy and she explained to me that certain barriers that we create could be related to like childhood trauma so like you work through them and then you kind of do become a different person because you don't you don't have the same fears anymore or like that you don't identify with projections that other people made about you because you realize it's them not you and so you're like oh my god I'm actually a whole different person and you feel different as well so that was kind of like my way of
1: that that's a huge part I think that's something I actually like really focused on like not not to say I never really cared about what other people think but you know like like anyone like generally I kind of had I was probably on like the lower end of the spectrum of caring but I still kind of cared but yeah like when once you realize like one nobody really cares like seriously like nobody really cares think of the last embarrassing thing that someone did like you can't you can't like you literally can't remember the last thing someone else did that was embarrassing and two like yeah it's their projections once you can i feel like once you can kind of kind of like jujitsu that out of your mind like you kind of become like a terminator just walk through life but like you I mean, can
0: do it consciously it. And, yeah. intell- and intellectually you can understand it but then emotionally you can still be driven by subconscious. so mm-hmm. you can be then that person in a conflict so she kind of taught me that even though I understood all that intellectually subconsciously I was still making decisions based on those beliefs so then when you start working like with the shadow then you're like oh my god I literally not that I think it's the right thing to do and that I understand that it's other people's projections but I'm not even thinking about it on a Sunday afternoon when I'm left alone like with myself and then you're like wow some people are born with that level of freedom
1: (laughs) (laughs) it would be shocking if someone's born with that level of freedom but i think well, it never. comes easier than others but yeah i know what you're saying i know what you're saying like i know for yeah. me like like for me like i'm very like logical so like if something makes sense logically it'll make sense emotionally like those two kind of aren't like blurred but i totally get that like different different strokes for different folks right mm-hmm. yeah
0: absolutely yeah. so is it my sense to ask a question now absolutely <laughs> all right so well, we're doing, we're doing you said- one for one
1: do you ask me one I asked you one so go ahead
0: All right, okay. So fun. okay so you said that you do marketing operations for a venture studio by day mm-hmm. and by night and um, you said any other free time you're building a brilliant <laughs> yeah. business the a gen z humor for high marketing agency yep. so that's kind of mm-hmm. tell us more about that
1: <laughs> for sure so gen z i think that i think so Gen Z is the generation that starts from about 1997 to about 2012. Uh, obviously that lines aren't exactly like, there's no like strict lines of why Gen Z is. It's more like kind of a mentality. Uh, I think, mm-hmm. cause I'm born in 98, I'm kind of like on the front lines of it. Um, all A lot of the companies i worked at startups, amazing startups I've worked at, I was always like among the youngest people and I was almost always like among the only Gen Zs there. So like, it, yeah, I think uh, it comes with a different um, kind of perspective. And I think the main difference that separates Previous generations from this generation is if I were to ask you, you know, Christine, what was what's the most innovative revolution that's happened in the last hundred or so years, two hundred years? What would you say?
0: Confuses.
1: In- internet, but yes, yeah, yeah, basically. Uh, <laughs> I feel
0: like yeah, that was so awesome. I'm sorry.
1: You're, you're on the same line. <laughs> okay. I mean, I would accept others uh, answers like penicillin or like the car or something like that. But like other than that, like internet makes sense because it just kind of blew everything open it allows you to access the world's uh information all in once so like if you're a generation like me for example when you cr- literally grew up with the internet i know other previous generations they got the internet maybe they were when they were younger or sorry when they were like born into their, their teenagers or adulthood but like if you grew up with the internet then you have the world's literally like an unfiltered access to the entire world's internet uh information once you were younger so that would kind of shape you in a different way as opposed to other generations where knowledge is more linear. So that's kind of why, like when uh, you see like younger people and they're acting a little bit weird or like, they're not like what you might think they are. That's kind of why, like, uh, that's probably a big reason why, because the internet kind of really, really shapes you in a different way. And yeah, and the people who are able to leverage it are going to do amazing things. And uh, yeah, and I think that companies are going to need a way to brand themselves, build a community around that, uh, and also like engage with them via things like humor and other at value, other engagement, things like that. So that's kind of where I'm focused on and let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. Let's see where really building business goes in the next handful of years. So yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So what is a Venture Studio? I know I've asked you this, but oh, maybe people no don't know what is a Venture
1: Studio. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, sure. So by day I work at a Venture Studio. A Venture Studio is very similar to VCs, like venture capital firms. I think the main difference is that venture capital invests in other people's, uh, startups while a venture studio invests and creates their own. So it's not that different from being like a parent, like you birth your own, um, stu- uh, let's say, uh, like startups, ideas, things like that. And then they obviously all go through the processes of iteration, product marketing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then when they're ready to launch into the market, then they just send someone like me, Hey, background in marketing operations to, uh, come in and, uh, help them build the systems and the, uh, strategies and the, and execute on taking a product, a company to market. So yeah, by day I'm like the CIA for, I'm like the CIA of marketing. And then by night I am, I'm a meme board. So yeah.
0: <laughs> What's the CIA? Like a chief information.
1: Oh, oh, my, 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 my apologies. Sorry. I, I, I totally forgot you were in UK for a second. I mean, I'm Canadian, so yeah. whatever, but the CIA is like the central intelligence agency for the United States. Yeah. So like, so, like, you know what the FBI is, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, obviously, you probably watch a good amount of shows on that. Like, they do, like, all the investigations, the arrests. The CIA is kind yeah. of, like, the darker version of, like, like the C- uh, FBI is kind of, like, oh, we're going to go so deep on this. The FBI is kind of, like, more, like, the front-facing ones, the ones that they could deal with, like, the criminals, you know, uh, people, like, trafficking, let's say, drugs throughout the border, etc., etc. That's the F- FBI, more or less. The CIA is kind of, like, the dark shadow figure in the background of like the United States, they control the intelligence. So they don't like sh- take people down. Like they're not like, uh, swatting people's guns or anything like that. They're like, they understand, they know everything about everything. And, uh, if you ever noticed that a lot of other countries suddenly have, you know, uh, met, uh heads of state, like presidents, prime ministers overthrown suddenly. Yeah, that, that's, yeah, it was kind of is, has been involved in every single one of those. So, yeah. Uh, I think I'm a. You said you were CIA of, that of marketing,
0: that's why I was like,
1: oh, yeah. is that like yep. a, a title? Yep. No, no, absolutely <laughs> not. No, it's 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 like, sorry, sorry. I, I'm a meme board, so I speak in terms of memes. So like the CIA of marketing, like it's not, it's, it's not, it's nothing even close. To like CEO or CFO or COO. No, CIA is just like, it, it's just like it's a, it's a joke. It's like CIA of marketing. So I'm like,
0: okay, okay, I, got, I
1: got
0: you, I got you, yeah, yeah. okay. Ask- <laughs> Do you have a purple me
1: Are you more of a left side or a right side brain kind of kind of guy? No, I'm
0: more of a right side. That's the. Crazy My dad thinks right? I have no logic, like zero okay. logic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he used to make me do IQ exercises when I was thirteen, but I also found it really pointless because he was like, "You get better than what you do it," but like you just realize the kind of questions that come up, and then you just know what to score. Right. So do you get smarter, or do you just get more adaptive to the answers? So I really never understood it, and then I grew up. I bought books on intellect. <laughs> And then it says like 40% is hereditary, 60% is environmental. And then hmm. he, and then I also realized that that tests have been disproven because just because you know how to do IQ exercise doesn't actually mean you're like very smart. So yeah. I don't know.
1: I think so, IQ, I think IQ is, I think, I think the best way to interpret IQ is just your ability to solve problems faster. Like I think that's probably the best way to go. Um, like for example, if someone has an IQ of 100 versus IQ of like 140, they'll just be able to like compute, it's like computing power, right? Like if you say like this computer has this amount of RAM versus this computer has this amount of RAM, like maybe the one here, it's going to be able to run more programs and stuff, but.
0: But let's say if I have a type of lifestyle where I'm not solving in um, engineering problems, I am solving a hustle problems and I'm resourceful.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I find Which, a way out of situation the same way. They would find a solution to a problem, but just in a different way. So that's why I find that very, very challenging. Because I've read books on like intellects and sure, neurons. Sure. And ultimately, like, you know, for example, when we do exams, we get stressed out. And people are like, oh my God, it's just cortisol. It's not cortisol. Your brain's actually growing new brain cells to attain information, store it in right, your right, cortex. Right. So technically, the more you study, the smarter you do get. And your brain power changes. Mm-hmm. Like if you're bilingual, you have different kinds sure. of or if you're dyslexic then other people so all that kind of is the 60% that's environmental on top of so yeah, environmentally environmentally
1: so I don't, yeah. Do you know what i mean yeah 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 and i think like like just cuz you have like better like your brain has higher computing power whether it's genetic or whether that's uh, like environmental like just like just cuz like the computer powers computing powers there doesn't mean like the it's going to be used in like anything beneficial right like i could have yeah. like this
0: mean, yeah it's like if you exercise it actually flows like oxygen mm-hmm. flow to your brain, and it also Hell brings yeah. you a structure so it does it'll be oversimplification that exercising constantly makes you smarter because it doesn't right, but right. it rewires the brain in a certain way so obviously it does help you to assist in having that biological matter to acquire the knowledge on that you might choose to have so I feel like it's not a like we're not stuck at a certain level we can kind of like always improve
1: yeah but Your sure. IQ result might stay the same. <laughs> does it stay
0: the same? Does, does it stay the same? Well.
1: <laughs> Wait, does, does your IQ actually stay the same or does it like develop over time?
0: I don't like know. Maybe no, like within no, a no. certain. I've had therapy now. I'm a grown up, so I've paid money to my shrink. And she's like, Christina, don't over identify your self worth with your grades or your IQ. Uh, yeah, don't. Don't. No. Yeah, don't. So because. Even if you get really high IQ but you ever identify it, you already lost in confidence or self-esteem to the person that has mm. a higher IQ in real world. So yeah, you can have like an IQ, I don't know, Yeah.
1: But
0: if it's someone's 90 and they think they're the shit, people around <laughs> yeah. them unfortunately will believe that. And unless yeah. you're buy the bike at NASA, it's not really gonna help you. <laughs> and then I was yeah. Oh. So yeah. 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 I
1: hope I hope uh anyone listening to last like. Five ten minutes, doesn't ident- suddenly just identify with their IQ, whatever it may be, high or low, like, I hope you just take that as one indicator of an overall piece of your beautiful self and then take that as you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cool. yeah. Cool. So how do you think a marketing agency differentiates itself to Gen Z generation from, I don't know, like a standard, maybe old school marketing agency?
1: Yeah, for sure. So I think, I think it just really comes down to like i think uh any marketing agency like regardless of generation it really just depends on who they're targeting or marketing agencies they just they help the brands who market the people so let's let's not, let's not even talk about marketing agencies let's just talk about brands right i think it just really depends on who the target market is so regardless of age for example if you're marketing to engineers for example you might uh, have a different just style of communication different topics different content different everything compared to if you sell to art students for example obviously that's like that's a generalization but kind of get the idea i think there's a few um general generalizations we can make about gen z and uh and however brands want to take this they can take it and run with it but i think the fact that uh gen z's i would say they're more chaotic in nature are you familiar with the idea of chaotic neutral neutral and lawful
0: no, I'm only familiar with chaotics in terms of an integrated anema in Jungian therapy.
1: What? <laughs> I have no idea what you so, What
0: do you mean they're chaotic in nature?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I think, like, I, I, I've never played the uh, game Dungeons and Dragons, but there's like this three by three matrix where it says, like, where it goes like chaotic, neutral and lawful, good, neutral and evil. Uh, but yeah, the chaotic, uh, neutral, uh, chaotic scale oh, Yeah, I
0: yeah you seen friend, those, right? Yeah, I had a friend who is a brand manager for Jordan Peterson, and he made me fill one okay. out cool. like
1: about
0: a year ago. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Okay, I, yeah, I don't remember what but yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And, and and like the different the difference between lawful and chaotic. That has nothing to do with, with laws or anything, but just like how likely are you to like break social norms, traditions, and things like that, right? And 20. I would say like Gen Zs because they grew up with such a wild culture, like the internet. They have there's so many different kinds of the types of like gen z's the way that they think all that stuff and the fact that like Mm -hmm. the internet does kind of encourage people to like break social norms and like create their own and create new subcultures all that stuff i think that Mm -hmm. previous generations especially the further further you go like their tech they were they would be qualified as more lawful as in they would Mm -hmm. follow social norms traditions etc etc versus gen z's who might not right and i think that Mm -hmm. and uh, so if you're chaotic in nature and you're willing to break uh, social norms, traditions, I think that the, like, if you are like, the, I think the brands that really deliver like actual true value to whatever audience you have, the ones that are actually authentic and the ones who can engage them the best, those are the ones who can pull like the, the order out of the chaos, for example. So like, yeah, like, for like, let's just like, like bring it to like, if like, I'm not a parent, but like, if I was a parent and my kid was like, like, like not following my rules, whatever, whatever, whatever. Like I wouldn't try to impose more rules. I would try to impose like more like respect, more connection, more like like, like connect better with the kid, create more value with the kid, things like that, instead of mm-hmm. just imposing more rules, expecting them to follow, right? So it'd be kind of the same idea with Gen Z. Um, I think the one, brands mm-hmm. that are going to win in the future are the ones who are, who are truly like, when I say authentic, that's such a buzzword, but like when like there's so many cases where like certain like celebrities or brands like they get called out for being like like um uh like hypocritical or like some scandal comes out and then like the gen z's in the comment sections or like the you know like they just like attack them like like no other generation has like i I can just Mm -hmm. think of this one example but like i'm not sure if you're familiar with like the youtuber logan paul but like he presents himself in a very like like proper way and stuff like that but then like the scandal came out where he was he like scammed like a bunch of like uh people in a like, uh, crypto project so like like mm-hmm. like every like all agencies on twitter uh instagram youtube they just been like roasting the hell out of him and, Like he had to like do a full apology he had to like give out millions of dollars to like the victims things like that right but like like i feel like that's just gonna be more pronounced so brands that are authentic valuable and engage them which is where humor means comes in i think that's kind of where the focus will be at least with uh, the uh, brands that i'd like to work with the uh, brands that i think are gonna succeed but yeah
0: what do you think is the most common misconception about gen z
1: um let's see that's a good one i think that's a good question the most common misconception i think the fact that that's a good quote well you know what though it's it's once again, because they're such cha- they're so chaotic in nature. If I say something like they have short attention spans, there's a lot of Gen Z's who are like very like studious, very like disciplined, very focused, but also at the same time, like 80% of them are on TikTok where it's just like scroll, scroll, scroll. So there's that. There's another thing, like, let's just say like, Gen Z's are entitled and stuff. Yeah, you're not wrong. But at the same time too, there's also a large percentage of Gen Z's who, you know, who, who sees certain like, like order, like, like specific, like social structures, certain hierarchies, for example, and they just don't wanna participate in that. So for example, like the corporate hierarchy, for example, right, like a lot of people in the previous generations, like I said, social norms, it's like, okay, you start off at the bottom and then you become like a manager, then you become a director, then you become a VP, and then hopefully you become a CEO. And Yeah, you make some money and you succeed and then you're, and you die, right? That's kind of like the, life, and then you retire, sorry, and then you die, but like, that's kind of like the structure. And then like, if someone who, like who, is, uh, who grew up with the internet or just grew up with the of information has been studying for such a long period of time on their own about so many different topics. They might look at that and be like, no, I'm good. Like, nah, like start off at the entry level work, become a manager, blah, blah, blah. It's like, nah, I would rather start my own thing. So bye. Right. So that might come as entitled. And it could be if they didn't have like the adequate skills to meet that. But at the same time too, like, like that's another misconception. Um, misconception that all of them are on social media which that's not a misconception because it's absolutely true um yeah i think yeah i, I don't i think there's i don't can you think of any ones because i i'm kind of blanking out here
0: well yeah i think a lot of people i think right on linkedin and they were like oh if you're gonna hire john z then you need to know how to approach them and you might think that they're entitled but i would say like in your example that I don't think that they're entitled like my dad worked for fortune 500 companies and he came home really stressed and then he was really good at his job because he's like one of the six people in the world who does whatever he does yeah yeah. whatever that is (laughs) but at the same time you always have to consider like office politics so i know he's always a tough person to be focused on getting a good a, a job done where a lot of people in the experience are more focused on office politics and I don't think Mm. it's a bad thing because I'm not a technical person. I am there for a party. I get a buzz of being with people so I'm probably not going to be the person focused on getting the best job done because I don't need to go down in history. So don't get me wrong, I get there's like two sides of the story but I feel like if you don't have to work in a Fortune 500 company, you don't have to consider office politics and you don't have to be stressed so i always looked at it and like also we lived like two hours away like an hour away from prices so you used to wake up at six o'clock in the morning Mm -hmm. park a car at the train station get a car uh, get a train so like he had to wake up like three hours before work and then it'd take him like two hours to get back so and i just think i did do it for many years to to gain that status and i just think like now because of the pandemic we're all working at home you can literally just like well i have to go into the office but my office is also like 50 minutes from my house so i, I, might, okay. I, I may, cool. may not wake up 45 minutes before i go
1: to <laughs> fancy yeah
0: <laughs> so yeah and i just think like you're right it's not that we're entitled it's just that i think we watched our parents generation do stuff and then or like the gen z and we've always thought like we can do better yeah. and what are the better ways of making money and i think internet opened everything up and people you would have to maybe be born with contacts well now you don't need to have contacts you can just go on the internet right. so it's the most exactly. democratized like time that we've ever had in the world is yeah. now where you can yeah. literally just make money without leaving your house you can get and food deliveries out There your house
1: there you, go. you can on order
0: think... orders to your house as well to keep your company I mean I haven't really looked into
1: it <laughs> maybe i don't think i think i'd rather like try they like, try hard to make friends and relationships and not but anyway but yeah like, like <laughs> a, a super important point you just made actually is like democratizing hey. that's, that's, that's probably the best way to put it no 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 that's probably the best way to put it like like the internet among things have just democratized everything knowledge you want to learn about anything internet you want to meet anyone internet you want to do a job that is in a different country internet right and i think one thing it's like i'm sure a lot of gen uh, uh, gen z's and people in general are just going to be smart about it but like if there's one thing just to emphasize like democratization if everything is like open and fair that means there's more competition and there's more thi- uh, just like more people in the workplace more in, in this arena right so you have to be increase your skills your knowledge everything to get to a point where you're competitive in that field so yeah i feel like that and i think i think, I think my, my yeah,
0: I don't think so. I think that it also opened up, in a sense, yes, but then it also opened up more niches.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, more well, competitive in a niche, but yeah, not talking about working or becoming like a professional. Sure, we're talking about sure, actually sure. making money. So, in a sense, you do in some way have to stand out more, but in the other sense, I feel like you actually really don't. So, if you want to just be lazy. Mm-hmm. And just have like an import export business, and just be like, cool. I am just okay yeah. getting by. I don't need to build any skills. Yeah. You can also do that. So that's why. But it's Yeah, great. I just depends on the training? goals,
1: but yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And I think I think like just naturally, I think my train of thought always goes towards like taking over the world. So of course, like of course, different like there's like different like uh goals, and definitely for sure. um I think one last observation I would make about Gen Zs: I feel like. Eighty percent of them are just going to be very like it's, they're going to be similar to the previous generations, right? Nothing crazy, no. Like they might have different quirks, different personalities, but whatever. They're going to be more or less similar. But I do feel like like there is like a small percentage, whether that's twenty percent, whether that's five percent, I don't know. But like there's going to be a small percentage of Gen Zs who are just like like who transcend time, if that makes sense. Like they're going to be like orders of magnitude smarter for what they should be perceived at their age. So for example, like. Um, so, so for example, like, let's just say like, uh, you know, hundred years ago or even 50 years ago, right? Like in order to learn a lot of things, the formula for knowledge was relatively linear, right? Like the more life experience you had, and maybe the more knowledge that you built upon that, the more like knowledgeable and understanding the world you would be. Right. But then if like, you had the internet since like age five, and then you started watching like, you know, videos on something like, let's just say like, uh, a random topic, like esoteric knowledge since you're age six. Then by the time you're 15 you might have nine years of experience in that field so it's like but so like uh, i think one thing that pe- people who are hiring gen z's who are working with gen z's who are marketing to gen z's etc etc just dealing with them which is gonna be which is gonna be everybody i think that there's gonna be a small percentage of gen z's that are just gonna like blow you away like i'm not even talking about me here but i have like a handful of friends who are just like how is this po- like how is this po- like how is this possible that you're this smart you're like 25 Right? Like one friend in particular, I'm like, there's no way you're 25 and you're this smart, like the smartest person I've ever met in my life. Like things like that, right? So it's like, I think, yeah, yeah. Watch out because Gen really do be built different.
0: Okay. Do you have a question for me?
1: Do I have a question for you? Um, Do you plan on staying in the UK for, uh, for your, for your, for the next few life? Is that another hard question? Did I just hit uh, another, <laughs> did I just hit another eh.
0: So, okay, I'll give it a It was really weird because I was thinking about this, right? So my friend, yeah. she had a baby with somebody, and yeah. she was kind of like lucky in terms of that the guy was like obviously able to support her during the maternity leave because I think the maternity leave they so, only pay you like full salary up to six weeks or something, and then it goes down. Something like that. Yeah. And I don't think it's like enough to live on. Like, yeah. So obviously she was like in a position where she was like quite lucky that he was able to do that, and then then she came to work last week or two weeks ago and then she and then they go to this have to get so in england i think they you get free nursery from two or three years old so you, let's say okay. you're not in a position where you can just like chill at home although you're not really chilling because you're not getting any sleep then um you have to pay for your own nursery so they got a nursery and their nursery is like a, a one thousand pounds a month Okay. So she goes to work and then she gets a call like third day to say that her baby caught a bug and she obviously needs to take it out of the nursery. So she was like, oh my God, like, so then her mother-in-law offers, she kind of flies in because they're based in Cyprus. To say look you can come and live with me in cyprus like they get on she's really nice i've met her mother-in-law she's really cute i love her um, and, um she was well, like i might immigrate to for a year and i was like yeah babe great i will fly out and see you and then she said oh my god i told my mom and my mom's not going to kind of like move in with me so that she can help me look after the baby when i'm getting back to work now Somebody is prepared to move countries because of childcare. Because the other alternative is, right, and we're meant to be six world economy, six world economy in the world, right? Women, unless you're like, can't afford a nanny, have to base to stay at home and it, it's like you feel very very isolated because like all your right. friends are out and about you have to use a baby so and i was thinking like you would i have a baby in this country so unless i would be in a position to have a nanny then i am absolutely prepared to skedoodle yeah skidoodle. yeah
1: skidoodle. <laughs> and also
0: <Dad>. my parents <laughs> in florida and they've been over there for like the last 10 years okay so i don't know if america is where i would like to skedoodle to <laughs> yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah so i don't have to like stay at home confined for like two three right. years while yeah. yeah yeah that makes that that's a good point is there like any like a you work to raise a country like I, so like i know like my, my parents like are, we're all from japan like but like my, so my, but my parents moved us all out like when i was about three my sister was about five and my younger brother was like one or two just because like canada was were, was going to be a better place to raise their kids but like do you have a do you have like a rough idea of like a handful of countries
0: well, I don't have anybody to move with, so it will it's probably better. depend on them. They might just be like, I'm from this country, so I don't really have a choice. Mm. Um, <laughs> I mean, I've heard good things about Dubai because like, people mm. can afford to have money there. But then ultimately, yeah. you know, it was kind of great for expats. And then I think some of the expats now have come home and it's not as uh, generous on tax as it used to be. Okay. Uh, but I haven't actually kind of like looked into it. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I used to go there for a bit when I was like twenty four about eight
1: years ago, um, but yeah, it's probably. I don't probably what a about? where you
0: kinda move out of Canada?
1: Um, <laughs> not specific. I think not specifically because I have a lot of like family, friends, all that. Like my roots are obviously like I've lived my entire life in one province, Ontario. So like, which is like the main province. Um, so, but yeah, so like, I don't have any plans. However, I do have. Ideally, like, you know, like, as my skill sets, career, everything develops, a financial situation develops, I wouldn't, I would like to not be as tied to Canada. I think I would still like, I think I'll just be Canadian for the rest of my life. But like, I think but I'd like to like, you know, have passports and other residencies in other places. So if, for example, like if I'm in Canada for you know, a few months in a row, then I just said, screw it. I want to go to, I don't know, like random country, like Croatia, for example, right? I'm like, okay, go. I can just go, right? Something like that. And then mm-hmm. obviously I'm, I'm like 24, so I, I don't, I'm not like right now looking for like, uh, kids, but I, uh, obviously as my logical brain works, I'm just like, always like considering these types of things. And yeah, like, I think like one of my goals is to have like a lot of kids and I don't know if Canada, oh my God, that's 20... so, how many kids
0: would you want to
1: have see, this is a, this is a freaky answer. Cause like, it, it's, it's like idealist, it, you know, what's interesting. Okay. Here's another tack made a tangent that we're going to go on here, but like, like biologically right like especially as like guys men like we can have like a lot of kids but it just really depends on like our ability to provide and per, like provision over them right and then you bring in these things like like okay uh, and then how do we do that in a modern situation money okay that's interesting because we're not like we're not actually once like picking food and like hunting like animals and stuff like we're at, we're just making this thank
0: you for clarifying number. that part yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: We're, <laughs> we're making this num we're making this I-, I type things into an excel spreadsheet i collect number number brings me food and meat and house i can give to kids and that's how they raise like it's, it's wild right so anyway yeah, so like how many would you want to have so ideally if if money was not an issue um as many as possible like i think my 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 no like like i'm, I'm, I'm being 100% serious by the way um my idea i don't have i have I don't have an idea on the kids i want a huge family but i have an idea in my mind i just want an army of like young boys i want daughters absolutely i want daughters but i want an army of boys like if i could have like 10 or 20 boys just like all like me just a a complete like robotic unit of like nose. and then like have like you know five or so daughters that'd be pretty cool that'd be pretty cool if because here's the thing right like I, i i contemplate like death quite a bit right it's like it's like okay, let's just say I built brilliant business into something big, brands are, you know, loving it, Gen Zs are loving it, like the connection increases and stuff. If I'm on my deathbed, that's going to be one of the things I think about. But the number one thing I'm going to think about is like, you know, if I'm lucky enough to have a deathbed once again, I could just walk outside 10 minutes from now and just get hit by a bus, right? But if I'm lucky enough to have a deathbed where I'm like conscious and lucid before I go out, Mm -hmm. I would really love to see like, Thirty or forty kids, just all like successful, all like, geez, like absolutely, like an army of like thirty boys, just like sitting there, and be like, like, like I've raised you all my life, like, like you guys know what to do, make me proud, have a nice life, boom, and I just die. <laughs> would that not be the best way to go out? Like, okay, <laughs> like would that not be the best way to go out. Like, that'd be awesome, right? So, like, awesome, right? So, like that's my goal. If and, I would be a guy, then yeah, but I'm a
0: woman, so
1: I'm thinking. Yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> of course, of course, of course, of course, <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> that's true that's that's one good thing because i'm not i'm not bringing like three pound babies out of my body i'm not doing that so maybe i think of it differently but also at the same time
0: yeah. I've like in the last few, few months, I've had like so many conversations about like babies with like men and okay. I'm like, why? Why did no one talk to me about it in my 20s? Why is that when men are interested in babies? Yeah,
1: so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. what, 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 no, like,
0: what yeah. they And they were like, do you want to have kids? And I was like, uh, right now? when <laughs> Like what's up? Yeah. Oh, let's don't get
1: you if you want to ask me any like we don't have to talk about brilliant business if you want to talk to me any questions about a male perspective i like to think i'm pretty rational and logical if you want to ask me questions like yeah guys are 1000% think about question, kids
0: but we are running out of time
1: no problem um, guys 100% do think about kids
0: <laughs> because um <laughs> yep. so we were gonna do like 45 minutes and that's 49 nope. do you have any last words for our listeners about yeah. marketing to gen Z or anything else that you've mentioned apart from kids um,
1: <laughs> I'm going to hold the topic of kids for maybe a different time, but I think for the last thing about Gen Z's um, yeah. If you guys wanted to like, just see the types of like, I think the types of content uh, I'm testing, I'm testing, always testing them on, on brilliant business. That's brilliant business on uh, LinkedIn. um, But at the same time, mm-hmm. do you ever want to get in touch with me just to like, just for me, like if you want me to create a custom meme for anyone, just like let me know. Like I'll I'll create memes that are like wildly hilarious that are probably too chaotic to put on your personal page. But if you want, but I'll, I can turn it down for like business purposes. But yeah, if you ever want to just talk about uh, yeah, how to market Gen z what we think about, um, what are the best strategies to like, it's not just memes and hilarious stuff. It's also like just creating like the top of the funnel, middle of the funnel, bottom of the funnel, all that stuff. Hit me up. We'll have fun conversations and hey, maybe I'll maybe I'll ask you how many maybe I'll ask the people in your audience how many kids they want, something like that.
0: (laughs) Cool. Well, thank you for joining us today. And uh I hope that you have a great day. And uh we shall catch up soon.
1: For sure.